the key to change is to love what is and love what is so much that you actually open up the channels to allow the positive change to come in that you want. But, you know, judging ourselves against that Instagram version of life, I promise anybody listening, it's not the, the key to getting there. Yeah. And it's not the key to joy. And, and the reason we think we want all that stuff is because we think it's going to make us happier and, and you have the access to happiness now. We're here with Taya Sexpert, Cat Wonders, but we're not talking about sex. We're, ta <laughs> we're talking about well-being. Uh, Hello. There, there's a such thing as sexual well-being, so who knows? It may come up. We don't know. But I actually just wrote about that today. Good. Well, we have, we have dubbed you the Taya Sexpert. We're, we're sort of branching off in the Taya practice to, to certain specialties now, for real. And uh, you've got some announcements that you're going to make at some point when you're ready about that, uh, even in this broadcast, if you want. Uh, or podcast, I should say. It's not a broadcast anymore. It's a podcast, right? I guess. It's not the same <laughs> I thing. I mean, aren't you, aren't you broadcasting the podcast, though? No, we're podcasting the podcast. Okay. We broadcasted the radio show, but this is podcasts are so much cooler than a radio show. Okay, fair enough. Fair yeah. <laughs> so anyway, enough of our little silly banter. So <laughs> we're talking about uh, Taya wellness and what wellness really means. And wellness is not necessarily fitness. You can be well and not fit and you can be fit and not well. What about that? That's true. And I can talk all day about that. <laughs> so we, we can talk about that. And I, I've really been uh, beating the drum lately of, you know, we're all about detuning judgment and fear in the Taya practice, but really detuning the judgment of yourself against the ideal that humanity tells you you're supposed to be. Mm -hmm. the, the Instagram version of life is what I like to call it. So wellness is important though. Because the, the stream, although the stream is very clear, they do not judge. The, the, the judgment of humanity is a human created thing. So our suffering is actually created via our judgment of our life experiences. You know, we're told we're not supposed to experience that. And then we do, it's bad and it creates suffering. And the more we replay that bad, you know, memory as a bad thing in our minds, the more suffering we subject ourselves to. So the idea of wellness, as opposed to necessarily fitness, because again, the stream doesn't care if you're 400 pounds or if you're on the cover of a fitness magazine, they're not judging either condition or anything in between, but they have been clear that when we're not feeling good, anything that lowers our vibration is separation from source, or at least the illusion of separation from source that presents us this human suffering. So when you have a migraine and you're wanting to be up your spiral, be source connected, enjoy, and your head feels like it's about to pound out of your, your head, your, your brain feels like it's about to pound out of your head, or your back pain is so bad that you don't want to move. I've experienced that in my life, or you have some sort of a, an illness uh, that's ongoing or chronic pain of any other type that can separate you from this, this high vibrational state of joy that we seek to operate in most of the time in this practice and otherwise. So getting into the wellness discussion is really about the, you, how you feel first and foremost, beyond the idea of prolonging your lifespan, because I think a lot of people hold themselves away from joy in pursuit of trying to prolong a lifespan and they don't experience things in life that they could experience 
just to have this prolonged number of years that aren't quite as dynamic or joyful as they could be because they're so fixated on the length of time. So I'm about quality over quantity for sure. And personally, you know, you have known me long enough now, now to, uh, you met me sort of at the tail end of my hundred uh, pound weight loss, you know, when I went from being mm-hmm. 300 pounds to being a little under 200 pounds. And then I moved into an obsession with weight training Mm-hmm. and got really ripped for a minute <laughs> and, <laughs> and, really enjoyed, to prove it. <laughs> and I enjoyed being really ripped. I looked great. Uh, I felt great most of the time, but I was also partaking in things that weren't healthy in the putting on muscle, which I've talked about on this podcast. You're welcome to go back and flip through and find all that. Uh, and then, then the flip side of that is really letting myself get out of shape during COVID and allowing that to happen. It wasn't COVID's fault. <laughs> that I got out of shape. I mean, the gym shut down and my kitchen opened up and <laughs> history. <laughs> but now, you know, it really is about feeling good so that, that I'm in my highest state of joy. Most of the time I'm trusting my abundance. And if I'm not physically feeling well, then I'm not as, as trusting. I'm trusting pretty much no matter what now, but I'm not as joyful um, as I could be because my body is, is dragging my vibration down. And you know a lot about that. That I do, (laughs) that I do indeed. So why don't you share a little bit about your journey with chronic pain and chronic illness and weaving in and out of, you know, you you certainly look like the picture of health Mm -hmm. and you, you, you are always, you've got these things that are ongoing that you detune and then they come back a little bit. This is vibrational flow. So you detune and they come back a little bit and you sort of reimagine every time how you work with these things. Oh yeah. And it's completely different every time it's been a, it's almost fun now. <laughs> like I'm, I'm honestly almost enjoying it at this point, but, um, and actually, yeah, when you and I first met, you were going through a bout of chronic pain. You were walking with a cane and you were dealing with, it was sciatica, right? The same as, yeah. And which is something I, yeah, also well, I, have, I was diagnosed with spondylolithesis uh, I think oh, yeah. I correctly years and years and years ago. And I was supposed to have spinal fusion surgery and I never did. And I, I completely eradicated the back pain for a long time. Uh, but you're right. When we met, I was really in bad physical shape. I had knee issues and, and I'd lost a lot of weight at that point. I had knee issues. I had the lower back pain. I was walking with a cane. I was bedridden for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember all that. And I had, I was at like, the peak of my health at that point, which was interesting. I, I wrote that book, Overcoming Chronic Pain Through Yoga, which it's about like the science behind yoga. It's not just a bunch of yoga poses, but I remember you read that book too and said you picked some stuff up in there about like sciatica and things like that, because it's really more about the mindset behind it. And going back and reading that later, along with like my memoir about travels and chronic pain and things, there was a lot of the stream's teachings in there before I ever knew what the stream was or learned any of those principles. So I learned quickly um, the mindset was the most important thing to get right when it came to physical pain. And I believed for a long time that if I just, you know, kept my mindset positive, that the pain would go away. And it's not that that's not true. It's just when you are, I mean, you're DTS when you're in pain, because all you can think about when you're in that much pain is just how much pain you're in. So 
I was trying to avoid painkillers and all sorts of things and just do all this naturally and just be better. Cause I figured I can't be a yoga teacher and spiritual if I'm suffering this much. And so everyone would always say I was like the healthiest sick person they knew because I was, I was thin. I was beautiful. I was active. I could do all this stuff, but I mean, inside I was a mess and feeling like I was falling apart. So, um, the mindset shift for me was actually accepting the pain rather than being like, I'm going to power through this. Cause I, I mean, I used to travel. I, I worked with the circus and the Renaissance fair. I camped in third world countries and things like that. Like I purposely put myself in situations to force myself to be comfortable with discomfort. I don't do that anymore. <laughs> I um, finally accepted that Maybe the fact that I have like fibromyalgia and migraines and sciatica and all that stuff, maybe the fact that I had that was okay. And if I needed to do something, maybe it was okay to take Advil <laughs> and just, and, and, and I'm not telling anyone you should take a bunch of painkillers and that's, that's a whole separate issue there. But like the point was when I stopped feeling guilty about taking care of my own needs for a minute or like maybe I wanted to be comfortable and have air conditioning when I have an autoimmune condition that makes my body overheat really bad maybe it's okay to use air conditioning and stop trying to be tough when I accepted that part about myself that's when everything started to shift so by allowing myself to be in pain and allowing myself to be quote-unquote sick those symptoms started to go away just on their own and I mean, I still have stuff that goes wrong. I mean, I've had all sorts of crazy health issues and they run in my family, like, but it doesn't even bother me anymore. Like finding out I had cancer was even like, okay, well, this is the next thing we're doing. And I got rid of it. And then it came back and then I got rid of it and it came back. And it was like over and over again, like having body parts removed and things like that. And I never went through chemo or anything like that because I watched what that did to my dad who died of cancer. He went through chemo for a while and finally decided, nope, you know what? I'd rather just not do this anymore and not live that long. So kind of like circling back to what you said about the quality versus the quantity, he decided he would rather die in a few months and not have to go through all those treatments anymore than live another few years. And he did, and he didn't have a single regret. When he died, he was he was fine with it. Like he literally taught me not to fear death, like watching him die. And I was holding his hand when he died. He wasn't scared. He was ready to go. And he was totally fine with it. So it wasn't even like a sad experience for the rest of them. Well, for me, it was my other family members. It was sadder for them, but like for me to watch, it was actually a really beautiful process and watching how he handled pain was really interesting for me. So it's been an adventure and I don't, I, I'm not going to say I'm the picture of health now, even though I look really healthy. <laughs> like the reason I'm so fit is because it makes me feel good. It helps my mental health, especially to constantly be active. But the more I work out and the more I skydive, the less pain I experience because my body's getting stronger and it balances. Well, fit me. definitely feels better than unfit. I've experienced mm -hmm. both in my lifetime. And the more I you know, get in alignment with just being in shape, I do feel better. Absolutely, I feel better. But at the same time, you're right. Mindset is everything because for years and years and years, I wanted to be fit. 
I hated myself for not being fit, judged myself for not being fit, and then I held myself away from it for over a decade. And then when I shifted the mindset, I got fit. And then I never expected in this, you know, whole COVID topsy-turvy world, the, the topsy-turvy world that we lived in, you know, last year, I feel like we're out of it now. I know that we're not officially out of it, but I feel like it's really changed a lot. I live in Southern California and we're finally uh, roaming around without masks at long last in Southern California. And that's really nice. It was really nice to go away this weekend and just walk into every place and any place without a mask on. I really enjoyed that. Um, the, the, the idea of feeling good though, it, it's important to feel good, but if you don't feel good, your, your path to feeling better is not rooted in your judgment of the pain and your judgment of your body, that doesn't work. You've got to detune the judgment of it. You, and you've got to detune the expectation if you want to be joyous. <clears throat> in, in, in the Thai practice, we want to be joyous. Uh, you, you need to detune the, the judgment of yourself against this ideal standard that we're told we're supposed to strive for and peel away all those layers of human, human programming. That's the old operating system. The new operating system is trusting your abundance. The new operating system is not judging yourself. The new operating system is not paying attention to what other people tell you that you're supposed to be and, 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 and strive for that and then judge yourself if you don't hit it. Because the, the key to change is to love what is and love what is so much that you actually open up the channels to allow the positive change to come in that you want. But you know, judging ourselves against that Instagram version of life, I promise anybody listening, it's not the, the key to getting there. Yeah. And it's not the key to joy. And, and the reason we think we want all that stuff is because we think it's going to make us happier and, and you have the access to happiness now. But it's funny to me, and I've talked about that uh, this on the podcast a lot lately, how many people when surveyed and are answering honestly would say they would rather be rich and unhappy than happy and poor. Most people say they want to be rich and unhappy. They think that somehow that rich pill is just going to magically make them happy. But then we all hear stories about people that have a lot of financial abundance that are still not happy. They yeah. even choose to take themselves out. So yeah. this is, you know, I'm not on the soapbox preaching against money at all, at all. But <laughs> yeah, I like money. I like things. It's all good stuff, but I know that it's not a cure for DTS and it's not a cure for separation from source. And it's, 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 it's not a trip up the spiral that it's, it's presented to be. Agreed. Yeah. And the DTS thing is a really good point because a lot of time when you're in pain and you're dealing with any sort of malady, you get DTS about it. And so going up the spiral is what really starts to instigate change. Because like mm -hmm. the stream always says, new thought can only happen when you're up the spiral. So like for me personally, I've figured out some weird ways to manage my pain. <laughs> like I, what I posted in the group about this, uh, skydiving has been a big one for me. The adrenaline rush does something to your body, the endorphins, like it makes the pain stop. And I just, I remember my first skydive in 2006 and I came out of there and I was Oh man, in 2006, that was some of the worst. Like my, my pain was bad. The fibromyalgia was crazy. Like I was constantly, constantly in excruciating pain. And I remember coming down from that skydive being like, I don't feel any pain. And I've heard this from other people too, people with severe chronic pain while they're skydiving. It's like, wow, I have no pain. 
but the pain didn't come back for like three weeks after skydiving. So I went and did it again and it worked. I'm like, okay, this is. I think maybe you shift your energy so dramatically jumping out of a plane. (laughs) Yeah. Right. I mean, the, the, the detuning of fear, the adrenaline rush, the, the velocity in which your body is moving. Yeah. uh, It's enough of an energy shift maybe to detune it. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, now I go every weekend and like, I do actually start to notice during COVID, I noticed too, not skydiving and not lifting weights. I was lifting some weight at my place, but I didn't have access to like the heavy weights I did at the gym with everything closed during COVID. A lot of my pain started to come back because I couldn't get out and be as active as I wanted to be. But it was honestly finding the Taya practice and getting up the spiral and thinking of those ideas of like ways to manage the pain. They came to me and yeah, I mean, now I don't honestly really even think about it because it's not something that comes into my reality very often. Yeah. You know, the funny thing is, is that I will get, um, I, I don't live in a lot of pain. I don't have a lot of health issues that I'm aware of. I don't have any health issues that I'm really aware of other than the lower back stuff, which is ongoing for me off and on throughout my life because I have spondylolisthesis. You know, I get the sciatica from that, you know, that causes a sciatica. Uh, and it, it can be very debilitating. I managed it very well, though. When I was really hitting the gym, I met, that was completely uncontrolled. I didn't have pain at all because of the uh-huh. core strength and everything that I was doing. And then when I stopped all that, and I'm getting back into it now, we've built a gym here at the house and I'm working out at home, but I'm not as into it as I was just yet. I need to really tune into that vibration a little more to get really, really religious about it the way that I used to be. And the, the, the lower back pain was back. And then last week, all of a sudden from nowhere, I had this knee problem. Uh, my knee was hurting and I've, I've lost weight. You know, I put on a bunch of weight during COVID. I realized that I watched my old videos now from just a few months ago. And I'm like, wow. So I had the big COVID beard and I was, you know, about 20 pounds heavier than I am right now. The COVID uh, beard. <laughs> definitely had my COVID beard and I like my COVID beard, but I don't need to have all of that going on all the time. I was starting to look like, you know, uncle Jesse or something from come down from the mountain. So I, um, I had this knee problem and a couple of days at the end of last week, I was even walking with a cane again. I had to go find my old cane that I haven't used in years. So I'm walking with a cane again. And Michael and I went up to Joshua tree for a couple of nights. Uh, We spent the night up there a couple of nights at Airbnb over the weekend. And Saturday morning, we went to a meditation experience with a sound bath. And it's just, you know, it's fun sometimes when you do this all day long, you know, we're talking to people in boot camp, and I'm doing guided meditations and we're, you know, I'm channeling, we're doing all the things that, you know, that we do. And then to go experience it as a participant is nice. So I booked us for the sound bath meditation, guided meditation event. And we went and participated. There's just a handful of people there. Uh, and it was a very cool experience. And I remember getting there and laying down on the mat thinking, I'm going to, to give this the power to heal. And it was an amazing experience. I definitely, you know, I know when my vibe is up, I know when I'm completely flowing in the stream, completely UTS and up the spiral. If you don't know what that means, if you're listening, uh, I was completely up the spiral for the experience. And when I got up, you know, I was still had a little bit of back pain. The knee was still not great left. And within a couple of hours, the knee pain was completely gone. Haven't I put the cane away, haven't touched the cane since. Uh, and then the back pain even went away and I've had the back pain reoccurring now for months and the back pain's gone again. So I'm like, well, this is pretty cool. I gave that the power to heal 
And that sound energy washing over me and my own Taya practice merging healed. It, it, it released the, the pain that I was experiencing in the moment. I feel better today than I have felt in months right now. And I'm not completely back where I want to be in far, as far as physical condition goes. <clears throat> Excuse me. But the, the amazing thing is I've really been experimenting lately with playing with energy. And I've shared with all of you in Taya Mastery this experience I had a couple of months back where I drank some red wine. Uh, and I guess I can't do that anymore. <laughs> I'm too old to drink red wine now. And I drink some red wine. I love red wine, but I don't drink it a whole lot. And I drank some, and then, then uh, I had a headache in the middle of the night. Dehydration headache. Plus I live in the desert, which you know makes that a lot easier. So I you know, got up and drank some water, but also the headache was sort of pounding. And I moved the pain from my head down my spine. And the cool thing about it is when it hit that, 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 that ongoing lower back pain, this is so hard to describe and it was not something I was looking for, but I remember I was going, I was playing with moving the pain out of my head because I kind of thought, well, I would rather have it anywhere than in my head, right? You don't want a pounding headache. So if you could move it somewhere else in your body with your focus and your belief, you can do that. So I'm moving the pain down my spine. And when it reached my lower back, that energy of that headache pain actually was soothing to my lower back. And then the pain dissipated on out of my body. It didn't, it solved the headache in the moment for sure. And I didn't, it never returned. I don't get a whole lot of headaches. Uh, and the back pain came back, but in the moment it was soothing. And then that energy just dissipated out through my legs. And it was, it was really a cool experience. And I don't want to manifest another headache to test it again. <laughs> I haven't really had one since then. Uh, but if I get another one, I'm going to play with it again. But I have to tell you, I was light about it. I wasn't in this, you know, it wasn't a migraine. I don't think I've ever had a migraine. I can imagine that a migraine is much more intense than just a headache from a, you know, a couple of glasses of wine. So I don't know what that is. And I'm not looking to manifest one to, to be empathic about the experience. So I, I wasn't, I wasn't dead set on needing to do that. I was just being playful about it. Even with a headache, I was being playful about, let's see if I can move this pain elsewhere in my body. And it really is about shifting focus. You know how you can focus your attention to different parts of your body and it's like your mind travels to that part of your body. I, I did that with the headache pain, the energy of the headache pain, I literally just moved it down my body. So it's not something I've experimented with a whole lot. I just did it once. I haven't had a headache since to speak. I don't think I've had one at all. Um, so I'll let you all know as I get another headache, if I'm able to do it again, uh, but just be playful with it. You know, don't, don't place a lot of pressure on yourself to do it. And, and I give that advice about manifesting anything, the lighter and more joyful you are. And the more out of the vibration of need you are for anything, the easier it is it's going to be to manifest because it's easier to align with something being and, you know, to, to manifest something, we need to be tuned to the isness of it, not to the want or the desire of, or the need of it. We have to be tuned into the isness. And then we, we get that. It's so much easier to tune into the isness of something that you're not placing a lot of pressure on to feel better or to be happy. Absolutely. Well, let's take a break and we will bring the stream in and you can spend the last few minutes of this uh, podcast uh, <laughs> not broadcast, talking to the stream and, and getting their insight on this. We'll be right back with Cat Wonders.
we are here. Welcome. Always great to be here with you. I have a question. <laughs> As of now, I have one single question regarding health and wellness. There may be more questions as we get talking, but we, we will take the usual 15 to 20 minutes to answer. So your one question is perfection. Perfect. Then, as you've mentioned before, um, the human body is a filtration system and the higher up the spiral we are and the higher the vibration, the stronger the filtration system. So um, that in theory or not in theory, in practice even, because I've seen this to be true with myself. Back when I was always in pain, but I was always taking very good care of my health. Everything I ate was clean. I avoided toxins as much as possible. I still wasn't very healthy, but now I can even, I mean, I can eat fast food or drink alcohol and I'm still in much better health than I was before. So my question is, um, do you have guidance for those who are very um, fearful of toxins and like outside stimulants that can affect our health versus those who just don't care and operate in a, like David said, playful manner. You, you have touched on a very important and, and valid point. And, and, and we will restate that the, 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 the higher your default vibration, the, 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 your, your default operating vibration, and, and you all have one, and, and your lives are reflections of that. The, the, the higher that is in frequency, the higher that is in vibration, if you will, the more efficient your human filtration system is, which, which is your human physical vehicle, your body. You, you are absorbing and experiencing the earth environment and you, your, your body, your filtration system is processing it. And you process more efficiently when you're not judging the experience. We speak so often of detuning judgment and, 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 and leading you all to this belief system that is a heavy upgrade from the one that you have been delivered by and large in the collective consciousness of humanity as it is now. Meaning the judgment of all things being so prevalent, the judgment of your life experience against this ideal that not one of you is truly living up to. But think about all of the, the instruction and ideal templates that you are all taught that you're supposed to strive for and you're supposed to be. The desire to be more, have more, do more, and expand is natural for you. This is why that idea can become so corrupted in the creating judgment around your not manifesting in the template, the ideal. So when you are shown that this is how you're supposed to look and this is how you're supposed to be and this is where you're supposed to live and this is the type of education you're supposed to have and this is the type of body and relationship and children and pets and home and car and, and business or career, all of these things, when you are shown that this is what is ideal and, and you are judging yourself for not being in that template, you are holding yourselves away from joy in your judgment of self, which is never going to be in alignment with the way source sees you. We are not judging you. We are not judging your experience. There is absolutely 
nothing wrong with coming and having a very imperfect human experience from our perspective, because every obstacle that you all create for yourselves and you create them all serves the purpose of your expansion. Your obstacles make you a more sophisticated being. Think about all of the things that you can speak about that are rooted in your unpleasant, painful, unwanted, perhaps even traumatic experiences if you allow yourselves to speak about these things. Think about how much your enduring and experiencing unwanted things has inspired you toward new creation. And think about how much all of those collection of experiences actually make you a more sophisticated human and certainly add to the richness of all that you are. Because you came to the earth environment. You, you created a, a veil of separation from your source perspective that you all have within you with your ego consciousness. You came and, and, and forgot most of what you know. Because in your e eternal state of being, you all have full awareness of all that is. All that has been, all that will ever be, all that you have been. And there is so much information there that is incomprehensible to your human brain. Because you did not intend to come here in your humanness and have all that awareness. You came here to unplug from all of that and plug in to the earth environment and be of the earth environment, experiencing the earth environment in your physical vehicles. And these physical vehicles, as we have stated, are filtration systems. And when you are absorbing something and judging it as bad, your judgment of it is lowering your vibration and you are going to create a reality where it indeed becomes bad for you. There is a lot of technology in your food there's a lot of technology in your lives that your human physical evolution has not quite caught up to. So the idea of consuming food born of technology, not operating through your filtration system, there is truth in that. But understand that your belief system and your ability to process anything and release the negative aspects of it ultimately that is within your scope of ability. So yes, if you are giving power and really giving power to the nutrients in fast food or junk food, you can make that your reality. The question for all of you is, can you really make that your bubble of reality? Can you bring your belief system to that? Or is it easier if you're judging your food to simply eat a healthier diet? That is your preference to discern. We are not going to guide you one way or the other. But if your belief system allows you to consume what many may consider junk food and process that, you absolutely possess the ability to do that. To release the, 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 the unwanted aspects of that, even the chemical aspects of that. That's super fascinating because I've read. Well, you, you all have examples of, of, of those who, who smoke cigarettes and, and live to be a hundred years of age and, exactly. and those that eat junk food and, 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 and processed food and, and, and things of this nature and do just fine with it while others are struggling with it. We will always guide you to, to pay attention to what your body is telling you about that, which you consume 
on every level, the information, the, 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 the food, the, 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 the beverages that you consume, all of these things in any, any plant-based medicines you may be partaking in or any human lab created medicines you may be taking, partaking in. If your body is reacting to that, you have two choices. You, you can judge it as something bad and discontinue it from that feedback, or you can detune the judgment of it and continue it and, and see what happens next. I love that. Do you have anything else? The, 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 we, we could go on and on and on re regarding this topic, but our, our teachings are always going to bring you back around to the power of your belief system. Your belief system creates your reality. Your human judgment is a key component of your belief system. You are natural discerners of preference in your earth environment. Your intention was to come here and experience things that you like and things that you do not and discern your preference toward and away from. So you are judgmental by nature. But when you detune the fear around the judgment, when you detune the fear of the potential outcome because of something that you're judging, when you detune the, the judgment of others, needing others to agree with your path because you're not secure enough in your own path to simply rest in your security of it, that's when you, you lower your vibration in judgment. Discerning a preference is liking one thing and not liking something else and creating a bubble of reality where your preferences are the things that you're manifesting most of the time and allowing the, the non-preferences that, that pop up in your paths to inspire you toward new creation, you are operating at, at an optimal human level when you are operating your lives like that. That is why we have delivered what, what you are all calling the Taya practice. Because if you are trusting and, and you are creating a bubble of reality where there's no bad, there are things that are not your preference, but none of them are bad. They are obstacles that are presenting themselves for you to be inspired to create something even better and improvement and evolution from. You all have the ability to do this. You all hold the ability to operate your entire life experience this way, where you are up the spiral most of the time in a state of joy in a state of clarity, in a state of allowing full abundance and trusting the universe to deliver that abundance to you and allowing that to be your experience on every topic. Understanding the more you detune the judgment of what your life is supposed to be according to someone else and really pay attention to your own true preferences, taking the fear and the judgment out of all of that and allowing yourselves to have this magical journey of human life experience where you are going to discern different preferences along your paths because you're no longer afraid of making a, a bad decision. You're no longer operating in the fear of what could happen if you, do, if you do it wrong. And instead, creating a bubble of reality where you allow yourselves to sample everything the earth environment presents to you and discern a preference without judgment, understanding there are things that you can simply move away from. There are things you can simply stop doing or not do again if, if you do not enjoy the experience of it. But then not demonizing that, that decision or that experience as something that shouldn't have been. Mm -hmm. the, the, the recoloring of that bubble of creation into something that was expansive for you simply in the experiencing of unwanted. That's why you're in the earth environment in the first place. 
but you've all been told that that is bad and wrong and awful and traumatic and and you're taught to fixate on it and, and, and lay down on a sofa and, and tell someone about it over and over and over again. And, and, and all you're doing when you're doing that is focusing on the problem and igniting more things of like nature. So we're not guiding you to try to push down and cover up and forget about. We are guiding you to reimagine through appreciation, to redefine all of your experiences as a set of experiences that are part of the human experience in and of itself, part of the earth environment. They all serve your expansion. They all enrich your being. They all make you a more sophisticated being. They all educate you on topics, even if that education was brought by what you once considered pain. Detuning judgment is the most powerful work you will do as a human being, the most transformative. So this includes your judgment of everything that you've done with your bodies thus far. Allowing yourselves to move forward and appreciation of all that is regardless of what you have manifested physically. Understanding that you are all capable of miracles. You are all capable of healing. You are all capable of massive transformation, far more than you're allowing at this time. And if you look through the timeline at new things that have been achieved and records that have been broken, notice that you're always breaking records and achieving more and achieving higher because you, you are sort of on this stair-step system of somebody achieves something, therefore you now allow yourselves to believe that you can achieve one step further perhaps and humanity expands. But understand that you all possess the ability to expand and achieve more, break records and present your own miracles to yourselves. You're all capable of that. But you're going to manifest that in a playful way. You're going to manifest those changes in your deep knowing and deep satisfaction of whatever the outcome is, is going to be the best possible thing for you as opposed to the, you must have it, must do it, you really need this vibration, which creates a prolonged period of manifestation if it does not cancel it altogether, because you're presenting the universe with a vibration of need. And the vibration of need will always be met with, yes, more need. That's awesome. Thank you. With much love, that is what we have. That was good. <laughs> that was good and so concise and so direct well, they're usually not direct right <laughs> yeah that's why i was like that, that was maybe it was really direct, oh, i think they're always direct i don't know I, I i they can they can go on sometimes <laughs> and, and that was definitely one of those like very to the point and yeah. I think I, I, I was really seated in that intention in the beginning that we're just going to bring the stream in and it's not going to be a hour and a half podcast. <laughs> they even gave themselves a timeline. They said that we will go on for 15 to 20 minutes. <laughs> oh, really? So okay. They, well, that was a very yes. strong intention if you got that. So, yeah. Yeah, they said that. <laughs> so. That's funny. Yeah, that was great. That's funny. So, you know, I, I do remember um, the, the filtration system. Mm -hmm. I remember that part of it. And it's, it's, it's so interesting when you start viewing your body as a filtration system and think about it, we're, we're, we're taking everything in, right? Our environment, the temperature, the smell, the sight, the information, the, you know, everything. And, um, 
Yeah, that, that's why sitting in front of a television is not something that I specifically demonize. You know, I, I quit, yeah. I, I got rid of cable a while ago and then during COVID, we picked back up a little bit of television. You know, I, I'm not anti-television. I think it can be entertaining. I think it can be a good tool to unwind in front of. But when you're sitting and you're absorbing a lot of violence or a lot of anger or a lot of low vibration stuff, um, that's going to play out, I think, in your life. I stopped watching reality TV a long time ago because reality TV is always focused on focused on people at their worst. It seems drama, drama. Yeah, and I don't want drama in my life. You know, right. is it slightly entertaining? It used to be entertaining for me to watch other people's drama years and years and years ago. You know, when Bravo first came out, you know, that was a little entertaining in the beginning, and then it's just like this is just boring. You know, watching other people's drama just bores the crap out of me now, and I can't. It's so different now. I can't handle even a minute of it. I don't yeah. care. I don't need to watch this. I don't need this in my life. You know, it, it's, I don't need drama. I'm a very uh, low drama person in my life and I want to keep it that way. And I don't need to do other people's drama. I'm not also, I'm not nosy. That's probably part of it. I've never been a nosy person. I've never cared what the neighbors are doing or what some, you know, yeah. that's why I don't care about Facebook, you know, getting in there and, oh, what's so-and-so up to and what are they doing? And eh, who cares? Yeah, I agree. And I haven't had a TV since my childhood. So whenever people come over, they look around like, where's your TV? I don't have one. It doesn't, It and it's not like I think I'm better than anyone for not having one. I just don't, it doesn't interest me. Like TV shows specifically, not to mention, I mean, I write books and edit books. I stare at a screen all day for work. I don't want to, to relax, but I will point. read books. I do read. And that's, what's funny is like, I don't have the attention span for TV, but I do have the attention span to sit down and read a 500 page book. Well, you know, the difference is when you sit down and again, I'm not demonizing TV. I do have a TV in my house. We have, I don't know, four or five in this house. I think most of them don't ever turn on, but um, we, you know, I, I like to turn on Netflix, stand-up comedy sometimes. So that helps me unwind uh, YouTube. Uh, I like education stuff. You know, that's kind of what I like about TikTok. I know I talk about TikTok a lot. I find TikTok, I TikTok. very educated. I find it very <laughs> educational. And of course, it gives you more of whatever you pay attention to. So if you're stopping and paying attention to the education, as opposed mm -hmm. to the shirtless dancing boys, you, you know, you're going to get more, uh, more uh, educational things. So, I get a lot of both shirtless dancing boys and education. Yeah, <laughs> so. I, I, I got the shirtless dancing boys early on and I kind of got bored with that as well. Like, okay, they kind of all do the same thing. Here we go. <clears throat> so, you know, TikTok is interesting. I, I can dive into TikTok and spend an hour, you know, flipping through some of that stuff because it is... It's thought provoking very often. At least the stuff that I get is pretty thought provoking. And I like that. Uh, TV, I, you know, I don't want to sit and just absorb garbage. And certainly most reality TV is not focused around something that's positive or uplifting. It's usually people fighting and, and stupid petty drama that I just don't care to be part of. Uh, and then TV shows, you know, every once in a while I'll land on something. You know, it's been years since I cared about a TV show though and watched anything religiously. Yeah years and years and years. So yeah, I, I, you know, again, there's no judgment around any of that. I think everybody should just live their life the way that they want to. But in, in terms of filtration system, you know, we have to think about what we're putting in. You know, when I started baking, I definitely started gaining weight. I started feeling bad, you know, as good as that, you know, those baked goods taste there's, you know, I don't know if it's the gluten, the flour, the sugar, or the whole combination of all of it. I wasn't, I didn't feel good. Yeah. And I stopped all that and lost 20 pounds and felt a lot better and, and continue to feel a lot better. So I, I, that's good feedback from my body. Do I think I could eat cake every day and not judge it and maybe have a good experience? 
maybe you eat fast food more than I do. I know that. Yeah. And you do fine. Yeah. That's a fairly recent thing too. When I stopped judging, but yeah, I'd say I eat fast food now about once a week or so, which there's different qualities of fast food too, though. Yeah. I'm not eating McDonald's. That's just because I don't like it, but like Chick-fil-A is my (laughs) Chick-fil-A and In-N-Out are my, my, weaknesses nowadays but I went probably eight years without touching anything that wasn't organic and I was as sick as could be so and I think a lot of that had to do with the fact I was judging all the other toxins around me and I would see other people eating things thinking you're gonna die if you eat that that's not a, oh, well, the judgment not a of, I think the judgment of the food is a lot worse than the food itself mm-hmm. for sure I like or you know I like to go to whole foods I like organic food I don't eat a lot of fast food I just ate you know I have in and out you know 10 minutes five minutes from my house and uh, I've eaten there once. I've lived in the desert now for three years. I just went to eat and out for the first time. And I like it. I used to eat it a lot. I like it. I don't eat a Chick-fil-A. <laughs> uh, so my, my game don't have to send any, uh, well, you know, I'm not real judgmental about that either. I kind of like, you know, if you want to start parsing, uh, you know, out, you know, anything that any business that might be anti-gay, I think uh-huh. you can drive yourself crazy doing that. Um, I only just found out about that recently, actually. That's like how in my bubble I am of not paying attention to anything going on, like out in the world is I had no idea about any of that until I don't get upset about that. If somebody wants to check it, you know, I'm not really concerned about that personally, but I know some people get really, really offended by that. Uh, My best friend, Christina is, is very liberal, far more liberal than I am. And she, um, you know, is very pro-gay. She's my best friend. She's Chick-fil-A all the time. Yep. Yeah, actually, my my daughter's best friend's mom, who I'm very good friends with, is the um, franchise owner of the Chick-fil-A here. And she's a sweetheart. That's She's actually who I found out about all that from. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, I, I honestly didn't know anything about it. I was like, huh. But yeah, no, as far as in and out. I eat what's there, like, what's her position week. on all that stuff? Um, She is Mormon. So she her view is that she doesn't do you mean like her view on just well yeah like i just you know I've, there's, a, there's definitely a stereotype that you've got to be a certain religion to be a, a franchisee i don't know if that's true yeah. or not yeah uh, well she is <laughs> she is mormon yeah. so but her her view is very much that like she actually supports um lgbtq rights and everything she she like donates and things but she supports See? the rights however that's just not what she personally wants in her own home so interestingly enough um her her daughter wanted to fly a pride flag this month and there was the grand debate of she was like well now it's in my home how do i handle this so it's interesting to watch people who are religious handle yeah. things like that because well, i this, used to this be this younger generation is very 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 open yeah as far as gender and sexuality we could do a whole podcast on that but the, you know, oh yeah it's, it's a whole different ball game now than when when i was young and certainly Oh yeah. I mean, my mom never would have allowed something like that. My mom was very religious and that was like absolutely not oh, okay. Yeah. But I then... mean, it was, it was not existent in my hometown for sure. Yeah. I mean, it was existent. I'm very aware that it was actually existent, but it was very uh, under the yeah. radar or the down low, whatever you want to call it. But yeah, that's, that's interesting that you brought that up. That's very interesting. That you brought that up because uh, people get really, really, really riled about certain things politically. Um, and then not other things. It's like, it's like this a la carte, you know? Yeah. It's, it's always interesting. I just kind of stay out of the political end of all of it. And I'm a very live and let live kind of guy. And you know, 
<laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm oblivious to a lot of it, actually, to the point where I get myself yelled at sometimes because so, <laughs> I have no idea. So, well, I, I'm not a believer that you have to participate in politics. You know, I do, but I, I, I don't feel like I have an affiliation that really represents me. <laughs> so at all, I don't feel like that at all. So again, that's a whole other show that we could do as well. But <laughs> I do want you to uh, tell everybody about something that you're working on that I'm excited. I know it's just a teaser at this point, but go ahead and, and yeah. share your news. Yeah, well, in lieu of the newest book I have coming out next week called Sexually Empowered, um, kind of on David's pushing, <laughs> I'm starting a podcast. So it'll be called Living an Unedited Life. And it's a brand that I've been working on for a while. There's a whole book series that goes with it. And it's just a lot of the topics will be sex and sexuality because I'm a sex coach and it's something I know a lot about. But there's going to be other things like healthy boundaries, death and dying, money and security and things like that, all unedited, which is kind of my my whole shtick of talking about the great parts and the highlight reel, but also the quote unquote, not so great parts. And maybe, you know, just being realistic about certain things and talking, I'm, I'm unabashedly talking about all sides of things. Love it. Love it. Well, hopefully you'll have me on as a guest. Absolutely. <laughs> you better. Right. You better. <laughs> well, this has been a fantastic topic. I, I, you know, I like the topic of physical well-being and feeling better. I think it applies to everybody because everybody has a body, and I, I don't know anybody that's living a, a perfect, complete, pain-free, you know, perfect health experience. Because again, remember, we're not here for perfection. So stop, exactly. stop judging yourself against the Instagram version of people's lives. Mm -hmm. All right. Thank you, Cat. Absolutely. Thank you. Thanks, everybody. Hi, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. If you like what we shared here today, and if it inspired you to think differently, even for just a moment, I have something that you're absolutely going to love. It's a full 90-minute masterclass where I've condensed all the knowledge that I've acquired throughout the years after writing two books and helping hundreds of people change their lives. Take the action steps that I share in this masterclass. The only place that I share this is in these masterclasses, aside from my Taya Bootcamp program. And if you know our teachings, you know that we're not about rainbows and fairy dust. We are about extreme ownership, claiming the power to transmute anything in your life to something positive, claiming the power to create your life exactly the way that you dream of it. So everything that you're going to learn in the masterclass is something that you can take and apply in your life as soon as you're done watching. So just go to the streamofdavidmasterclass.com and register and take this 90-minute masterclass. It will transform your life. Again, that is the streamofdavidmasterclass.com. Again, if you enjoyed this episode, you are absolutely going to love this masterclass. Thank you again. I'll see you in class.